Welcome to the St. Michael Advent Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lesman, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Advent is hope. May you be blessed for the Christian journey. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. A reading from Luke, chapter 1, verses 5 to 25. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. Once when he was serving as priest before God in his section was on duty, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and offer incense. Now at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified, and fear overwhelmed him. The angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know that this is so? For I am an old man, and my wife is getting on in years. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak, until the day these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered at his delay in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he could not speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept motioning to them and remained unable to speak. When his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion. She said, This is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. Here ends the reading. If we look at the birth narratives as a story, which is exactly what we do when our kids perform the Christmas pageant, we can see that there is a menagerie of leads and supporting players and ensemble members. We have innkeepers and census takers and folks traveling the countryside to be counted. We have Herod and shepherds and angelic messengers. And at the center, we have a pregnant teenage girl. Some of these are major players and some of these are ensemble members. They have small but necessary roles in the drama that is the coming of Jesus into the world, the incarnation, God with us. One of these ensemble players 
is Zechariah. Zechariah is a priest. He is a Levite, the priestly tribe of Israel. His wife, Elizabeth, is also from the priestly order. But they have no children because Elizabeth is barren and they were both getting on in years. As Zechariah is serving his shift at the temple alone in the Holy of Holies, the angel Gabriel appears and says, Do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son, and you will name him John. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before the Lord to turn the hearts of the people and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, this is a big announcement, and Zechariah's gut response is to ask, How will I know that this is so? For I am an old man, and my wife is getting on in years. He's asking for a validating sign, and the angel is none too happy with his request. You want a sign, do you? Well, I don't take too kindly to you questioning my grand pronouncement. Here's your sign. You will be mute until the day that these things occur. And with that, the angel Gabriel departs. Zechariah leaves the Holy of Holies mute, and we're told that after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. Zechariah's season of being mute allows him time to wait, watch, and wonder, to have his own personal little advent. He has time to reflect. I have a friend who recently had a similar, if less dramatic, experience. She had injured her throat and she was instructed not to talk for several weeks. I asked her what this was like for her. She said, It made me more reflective. It made me think about what I would say, instead of just jumping in. And it allowed me to hear things around me that I might have missed if I had been talking. I think this was probably Zechariah's experience as well. Perhaps he was too quick to speak too enamored of his own opinions, too hardened by the disappointment of his childlessness to be open to the angelic pronouncement that he received. Now, alone with his thoughts and able to truly listen, watching Elizabeth's belly grow day by day, he has time to consider his life, his blessings, the long arc of the faithfulness of God to his people. This nine-month timeout leads to profound changes in Zechariah's personality and faith. Zechariah's Advent has an Advent message for us. The former bishop of the Diocese of Texas, Claude Payne, has been known to say, we are to live in miraculous expectation. Zechariah was not living in miraculous expectation, which resulted in his being made mute. But in retrospect, this forced silence might have been a blessing instead of a punishment. It gave Zechariah the time and space to reflect on God's faithfulness and regain his miraculous expectation. So my question for you is, how are you questioning Gabriel? How are you limiting what God can do in your world and in your life? How are you putting up walls where God sees no walls? How can you build some time and space into your Advent season to look and listen for God 
to recover your miraculous expectation. God is working out His purposes in our lives even when we are unaware of it. When we wait, 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 when nothing seems to be happening in our lives, rest assured that God is still at work. He is, in fact, doing His deepest work. We tend to believe that God is working in our lives when we feel it. But it is when we don't feel it, when God seems a million miles away, that He is hard at work. God is not a feeling. He is the Lord of our lives, and He has a plan to give us a future with hope. He might have gotten zapped by Gabriel, but in his waiting, in his silent reflection, Zechariah models for us the call of Advent. May we engage God's world with miraculous expectation. May we quiet ourselves such that we see the activity of God all around us. This Advent, may we gladly fulfill our role as ensemble players in the great story of God's salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Heavenly Father, who has filled the world with beauty, open our eyes to behold your gracious hand in all your works, that, rejoicing in your whole creation, we may learn to serve you with gladness for the sake of him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. 